Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. The date is February 1st, 2019, and this is episode 31. Um, hi. I wanted to talk a little bit today about just, like, recovery and, like, change and things like that. Um, and a little bit about, yeah, like, work that's coming up for me. And, um, so someone asked me to comment on, you know, like, how to change your food or your behavior around food, um, because, you know, I shared that I, my addiction is particular to an eating disorder. I'm mostly sober now, but that is just a byproduct of needing to get enough clarity around, like, what ingredients are just, like, me, like, my actual personality and, like, operating system and way I am, um, what is various sort of, like, amplifiers, like booze, weed, um, they're also really convenient for, um, numbing, and so they dampen a lot of sound, and then just, like, have more clarity around, like, anxiety, um, just depression and, like, mood changes, and then where my eating disorder comes in, so that was just a larger process, but, so, the thing about my eating disorder, and I think that this covers addiction, at least what I have, um, heard, and, from, like, you know, cross-pollinators, like, basically people who are in my boat as far as sharing an eating disorder, but also having a serious alcohol addiction or a narcotics addiction or um, an addiction to sex and love, codependency, anger, things like that. Um, The first thing that I did when I wanted to change my food, and I wanted to change my food for a really, really long time, kind of in a vague way, the way some people sort of feel after a holiday season where they decide to do dry January, where they're like, oh yeah, like, I want I want more data on this in terms of like, um, how compulsive this behavior pattern is, and you know, I am bulimic, but because I hadn't purged in a long time, I thought I couldn't possibly have an eating disorder anymore, um, despite how disordered my behavior was and so the um the sort of action that I wanted to monitor was the fact that I couldn't stop eating like I would go to a bodega and buy like so much food after not eating for a whole day and I would be looking forward to like that haul and like eating things in succession like one after the other after the other and I really really liked it Um, It was the way I coped with whatever had happened in the day. Um, But, you know, because I do have an eating disorder, I was... And I think for me, an eating disorder is twofold. It's that if you think that losing weight or changing your body will solve everything in your life, and also if there is a particular food behavior or pattern that you can't stop once you try. And... Yeah, wanting to change anything, um, 
I think that's kind of the first step to to collect that data. Like, I think it's really important to know if you try to stop a thing like smoking weed every day or getting drunk every night, even if it's still that social stage, or in my case, like eating the entire world um, after not eating for a whole day and then like spending a, the next entire day at the gym or something. If you can't stop, that's just like an important thing to know about yourself. And what I did after when um, it just had gotten so bad for me is that I actually talked to a friend of mine who was in a 12-step group um, in AA, and she didn't like 12-stomp me or, or like induct me or conscript me or anything like that. She just said something that really stuck with me, which was that, like, I don't know what it is, um, but every so often I need to be in a room full of drunks to remember that I'm a drunk. And I thought that that was really interesting because, and really, really relevant to me now, because even though I haven't personally binged or purged or, you know, exercised manically or skipped a meal in now like seven eight months I would much rather pretend that I don't have an eating disorder um and so I actually do need to check in you know through journaling and things like that but definitely with being around other people like me like I find such reassurance in that but I also find a lot of um you know, for a long time, rage, because it was like, I, I felt like I didn't have any symptoms anymore. How could I possibly still have the disease? So that was really important to me. Um, the reason why I don't speak of my 12-step program that frequently by name is that I don't want to be prescriptive. Um, I read something really interesting and, and funny um, on someone's Instagram stories where people were asking them like what what beauty routine or like face washing or like serum routine do you do and and this person has like a great many followers and they said something fascinating which was that like that you rarely hear which was listen um I'm not gonna do the thing where I list the things and I'll have the products and like have all the like Amazon links or whatever because what works for me may not work for you. In fact, it probably might not. Um, and I really, really agree with that. Not only are like sort of compositions of like all of us and the way we are, it, I mean, it, it v- differs vastly, but also there is this thing as like time and readiness. Um, there was a time at which if I had been in any room with a 12-step meeting, it would have just felt like like jury duty from hell like I would have just looked at the huddled unwashed masses and been like what the fuck am I doing here and I would have just gathered so much proof as to why I didn't need to be there and why that didn't work for me um it's really really funny I've shared about like how day-to-day like the way I perceive things differs so vastly and because perception is reality just like getting some comfort around the fact that like reality is hella wobbly for me and it's so contingent upon where I am in my recovery and my addiction um so yeah like once 
that happened for me and once I was ready and once I was really ready to come back and keep making that a practice I was finally ready to sort of like look at my food and it's so basic but the two main things I did was I started eating meals even when I didn't want to I started eating like complex carbohydrates at a mass that I haven't in like 10 years because it was scary and when I say that I haven't it's definitely an asterisk because I had no such qualms when it came to like binge eating um past the point of discomfort and to the point where I didn't know if I could fall asleep because I was so uncomfortable and like actually worried that I would like puke in my sleep and like choke or something um so yeah like it's funny like I that kind of behavior didn't count because that was like my shadow behavior um but in my waking life I ate no carbs basically because I was so scared of them and so I started eating meals and I really consider meals to be um like armor against uh snacking and like fuck shit around food and I eventually got to a and meals are really nice because and this if if this resonates with you like you know you may be wired like me um but the thing about meals that's really nice is that there's another one coming just in a few hours and if there isn't you at least get to sleep <laughs> um and then when you wake up there's another one um and so that was really reassuring to me um and my addiction's so different from addictions like to to substance abuse like alcohol like other substance abuse like alcohol and like um drugs because you just can't do them again um and so i have that i think now around sugar um but yeah like i i wish I had the cut and dry black and whiteness of booze sometimes. Like, obviously, I don't wish for the horrible, deleterious effects that you, like, wake up in hospital or you, like, get behind the wheel and something horrible happens. Um, But, yeah, like, that's how I changed my eating. And I also really, really gave up and surrendered my body to this pursuit of getting healthier because I had to just sort of like accept the fact that I might become heavier that my body naturally wants to be at a completely different weight or size that is none of my business ultimately and not mine to steer because steering it was making me so crazy um so yeah like I think that you know food addiction and food stuff is is really different because you have to like deal with it three times a day but I do think across the board whether it is like sleeping with people that make you feel horrible or being in a relationship that you sort of vaguely in the back of your like I always felt like in your shoulders and neck and stomach acid just know is really bad for you even though it's not as bad as bad can be or whatever um and that goes for like anything to do with like um any addiction knowing like trying to stop and not being able to you know 
that it's just like really important data to have and to face and then the doing something about it I will come in time and for me I really had to be like on my knees um and I know that other people's bottoms are you know like hitting rock bottom is like really really different um but yeah like everyone will have their own path in the same way that everyone has a should have a different um face washing routine and will have a different mode of recovery um yeah it's kind of like as this whole like wellness space becomes so crowded like it sort of breaks my heart because it's basically like me saying like just like getting on a hilltop and saying that like my like the different medicine and drugs I take on the daily will help other people solve all these other things because I just don't think that like any of it works that way and it really preys on the desperation of people and I think that that's really whack um so tomorrow I am going somewhere far and remote and I will all not be on email that much at all again still like even less email if you can believe it um I won't be on social that much at all and so I think that this is like the natural progression of the evolution of what like hey cool life is um it likely won't be daily um I don't know if it will I don't know what the frequency will actually even be I may just be like floating very much in like outer space and needing to get deeply bored and deeply introspective to pull out the things that I want to do um I'm working on my I'm like copy editing my previous manuscript and if there are any sort of like practical practices that come up as a result of that like I I may share them but I'm also like getting really really weird with my third book and it's really scary to write a wholly new work um in recovery and so I'm just allowing that to take the shape that I needed to and and with that like like I was finding myself getting really superstitious around my morning practices and they're really really helpful for me but I was like getting weird about like what order that my meditation would come in and when I would do the micropod and like you know yesterday I had a technical difficulty and I kind of freaked out about it and I was like oh okay like I need to sort of like check in about that so that's what I'm doing because recovery has nothing to do with the order in which you do things and the different sort of talismans that you rub it has everything to do with trust and trusting that you're not really controlling any of it but you're just like leaning into yeah like you know some of the groundwork that I've already laid and just like having a trust fall that like I won't relapse and as long as I you know do hold myself accountable it's not like you know like when I'm meditating that's going to save me and it's the second that I start thinking that like it's me meditating third in my morning that gives me an illusion of control over this thing that is really really big and that I call upon a lot of everything and friends and like just you know 
the benevolence of the universe to like help me out with it um so yeah i wish you a gentle day and i wish you gentleness um thanks for listening